you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, Brendo, Steve here, and welcome to Going In Raw. Why aren't you saying anything? Why aren't you? Say something. Hello, Larson. We're live. You need to be talking right now. Oh, that's right. If you're watching this on YouTube, that is just a graphic I whipped up because Larson has called in sick today, ladies and gentlemen. Friendos of the Friendoverse, Larson called in sick. It's just me. This isn't going to be fun. I recommend you skip this episode. It's going to be rambling, virtually incoherent, and uh, basically a train wreck. Look at him. Called in sick. Look at that. Just, it's all just a facade. Look at that. I received a text message from my partner, Larson, this morning. And I'll read it for everybody to hear. Here we go. Uh, Dear Cecil. I don't know if you guys know that's my real name, Cecil. Dear Cecil, I'm afraid I cannot come in today. I've come down with explosive, violent... Bleeding, tortuous, is tortuous a word? Diarrhea. I believe my diet of exclusively California liberal elitist foods, extensive use of lentils, avocados, and other organic fad items only found at Foo Foo Green Grocers has caught up to me. I need to be more like you. Also, the five gin and tonics every night must come to an end. My new mantra is to be more like Steve or Cecil, whichever you want to call me. I don't really care. I wish to have your dietary intake, your sexual prowess, and your vast intelligence. Anyways, can't make it to the morning review show. Might be in later. Love, Wilhelm Barney Larson. Again, that's his shoot name. Oh, boy. I am not cut out to do this by myself. I am no Solomonster. I am no... Even Brian Zane brings uh, brings his buddy on to do, like, his, like, longer stuff, I think. I'm no... A JD, he does it on his own. I'm no JD. I think Pulse, I think CM James, I think he does it on his own when he talks about it. Although, I don't even know if he reviews stuff anymore. He got tired of WWE. I'm going to give it my best. I do have, thank God, I do have Larson's notes. He did take notes. And I did watch pretty much everything. So I've got something. I've got something 
to go on to, to, to go off of. In any event, we can be found right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Be sure to hit the subscribe button, the little notify bell next to it. Make sure you're always getting your going in or on notifications. Uh, we're also, of course, uh, in the audio realm uh, where you uh, hit uh, the, the review, comment, or, or, or give us a rating where uh, that really helps boost the exposure of the show. See, while I usually say all this stuff, Larson is next to me just saying, uh-huh, uh-huh, yep. You'd be surprised how that keeps me on my game when he's just sitting there going, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Anyways, Adam Mayhem's in Asia. He's in Japan. Wait, where is he right now? I don't know. He's, he's overseas. Even if he was here, I probably wouldn't bring him on. Cal Jack lives too far away. Could have brought that guy. Should have brought that guy on. But I didn't know until for like, you know, two hours, I think two hours before the show went live. Last night at 1043, he texted me. I forgot what he told me. Private stuff from Wilhelm. Got some new patrons here. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Brendan Jeffrey. Uh, who's this? The guy that pied Kevin Owens. I don't know what that means. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. Kevin Owens got pied in the face. And nobody ever knew who did it. James Krentzil. James Krentzel. Just imagine I didn't butcher your name. He's a he's at the top tier page, not the top top tier, but he's at the t-shirt tier. So I got to get his name right. James Krentzel, thank you very much. And Dreadhead Rebel, thank you all for your support. Uh, Hilton is smack dab in the middle of basketball season, so I didn't even call him. And it's kind of early. Even if he's not smack dab in the middle of basketball season, he's got a family, he's got stuff to do. I doubt he could roll over here. So anyways... Uh, here we go. Where's my notes? Where's the Larson notes? At least he takes really good notes. At least he did that. At least he didn't say, hey, you're on your own and you have no notes. He could have just held the notes from me. Big news, though, coming out of NXT. Kind of under the, it was kind of weird. It was kind of under the, under the radar news, though. Undisputed Era cut a promo. And look, I love the Undisputed Era. Oftentimes, there are promos. There's not a lot of meat to chew on. This time, there was something actually fairly interesting. God, there was a top-notch match. I don't get to talk to Larson about top-notch. That's a 15-minute segment right there. Anyways, uh, so the biggest news coming out this week, NXT. Undisputed Era did a promo after the uh, top-notch Shane Thorne match. We'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second. Where... Roderick Strong essentially broke the news. They were talking about uh, how uh, people, internet, I guess, uh, have claimed that Undisputed Era has not gotten off to the best 2019. We are six weeks deep into 2019, and none of them have titles. None of them have any gold. They lost the tag titles at the last takeover. Adam Cole still hasn't regained the North American title, so they're switching things up. Uh, officially, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly are now, again, the tag team of Undisputed Era. Roderick Strong said this, that clears my path for singles gold. 
So my prediction is this. Uh, the Undisputed, they're sticking around for a while. I, I really, I don't think they're getting called, unless Vince goes rogue, which is entirely possible, and decides to just bring them all up when he wants to, which is probably how it happens anyways. Uh, I kind of think that, that Undisputed Era is, as we kind of have gotten a hint of uh, since like halftime heat, I know some people thought that uh, the end of TakeOver, the big brawl at the end of TakeOver could have been some sort of big sign-off for some of these key players in NXT right now, Aleister Black, Velveteen Dream, and uh, the other one. Who else? Oh, Ricochet. Uh, but it, it feels like at least in the case of undisputed era, I, I'm, I'm pretty, they're going to be sticking around a little while. I do believe that by the end of 2019, there will be a point where O'Reilly and fish will have the tag titles. Roderick strong is going to have the North American title and Adam Cole is going to have the NXT title. I think they are vital to NXT. Does NXT need them? Maybe not. Does NXT need them to accomplish what might be a goal of Triple H's of the WWE's for NXT to continue to increase the popularity, to increase the exposure, uh, the prominence of NXT. Do, do you need the Undisputed Era for that? Yes, you do. They're a foundational piece. They're a cornerstone. They're four terrific talents in one group that is the most over thing right now in WWE. So I think if you sort of let them take a step back and then a step forward, a couple steps forward again, I think that you'll, you'll, you'll get closer to accomplishing that goal. And they sort of laid it out. I kind of doubt that they would have laid out such a specific path last night if it wasn't in the books, if it wasn't something that they had planned out long-term storyline-wise over the next three takeovers or so. Uh, the Mania one, the Money in the Bank one, and then the SummerSlam one. Uh, I kind of feel like this is a very specific path that they've laid out and they wouldn't have made such a splash with the announcement or they, they wouldn't have spelled it out last night if that wasn't the case. So I don't know. Larson, do you, do you agree with me with that? There he is. Do you get, yeah, he agrees. All right, good. Anyways. Uh, but, uh, two five live, especially last night was, I thought a killer show. I thought that from from front to front to end, from beginning to end, that was a killer show. The only one that I had kind of qualms with was NXT UK. Uh, they were in Phoenix. They they did a taping in Phoenix, and I think when you're away from the UK crowd, you you just kind of lose something. That nothing can beat. Honestly, nothing can beat the UK crowd. They are. You can give them a mediocre show, and they'll they'll act like it's the Raw after Mania. And even the UK talent seemed a little bit on the sheepish side. Like everybody's promos were dialed down a little bit. Well, I think there was only like only one promo, and that was Tony Storm. It just, they just feel they just felt like they were a little a little dialed back a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. It needed more Zach Gibson. It needed a lot more. Like the, actually, NXT UK is actually pretty good about putting on sort of. You know, they'll put on these seven minute matches and then have like some really, really fun, funny, interesting promos. They, I mean, they actually, for as many people as they have, they actually do a pretty decent job of managing them, making sure everybody gets screen time. And I didn't feel that this week. So I thought that was kind of the weakest element. I did put up a poll on the Patreon. Uh, overwhelmingly, everybody said after out of 31 votes, 
NXT was best this week, followed by 205 Live and NXT UK, but it was pretty overwhelming for NXT. Um, anyways, the show, uh, I'll start off with uh, NXT. Uh, kicked off with uh, Dominic Dijakovic. When he goes to Maine, this is a question either here in the Patreon, I think it's in the Patreon. Somebody had a question, which uh, name is he going to lose when he goes to main roster? I can guarantee you Vince McMahon is going to take one look at that last name, Dijakovic, and say there is no chance. What the hell kind of name is that? It's like when you brought that big Otis guy in. Those of it. Those of what? Dijako what? No, get rid of it. Call him Dominic. No, call him Dom. His name's going to be Dom when he goes to main roster. Anyways, he took on Shane Thorne, previously of TM61, the mighty. Uh, he's now without a partner. Uh, Nick Miller, uh, a couple of months ago, was, I think he asked Thorne was granted his release to be with his family or something like that. Splitting up a great tag team that never, ever got what they really, really deserved in NXT. A proper push, a proper run, contendership in the NXT tag titles. So now Shane Thorne is partnerless. And uh, I really hope the best for him. But it doesn't look great off the bat. Uh, He got, uh, he had a match against uh, Top Notch and... uh, I'll say this, Dominic Dijakovic, his music, I really love his music. Sounds like a tool track, um, just without the the Maynard singing. Anyways, uh, this was fun. Uh, It makes me nervous as hell when uh, Dominic Dijakovic does his, there's one spot where they're uh, up there on like the second rope on the turnbuckle or whatever. And uh, no, they're on the top. And uh, I think they were setting up for, I don't know, Superplex or something. And Dijakovic just sort of did a flip out of it to the floor. And, dude, I know that's sort of his thing. Like, they say he's, you know, he looks like a heavyweight. Obviously, he's a super tall guy. uh, But he can do moves like a cruiserweight. Here's the thing about that, though. He's not the most graceful guy. He can do these things. But it looks like he's going to explode either his knees or we're going to get, like, a Sid situation. Um, The crowd was really into him, though. I think because he did that stuff. He did that, and then he did um, a corkscrew plancha uh, to the outside on Shane Thorne, which was very impressive. But again, he looks like he's going to shatter. He looks like he's going to break into a million pieces. Get Shane Thorne back into the ring. Feast your eyes, which is that sort of knee to the eyes thing. Got the pin on Shane Thorne. So he moves on in the rankings. He's now on the move, on the way up. So good for him. Anyways. Oh, yeah. Happy Valentine. Man, what an appropriate Valentine's Day. All by myself. Don't want to be all by myself. Anyways. Lacey got me a latest uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazine for Valentine's Day and a gift card to the movies. She's a killer wife, man. She's just the best. Anyways, uh, let's see here. After that, we had the Undisputed Era promo. 
After that, we had uh, an Io Shirai interview where she was asked her thoughts about getting the pin on the champion Shayna Baszler last week. They brought Kyrie Sane in for her thoughts, and they're both pretty high on the idea that Io Shirai is going to be going after that title. And then Bianca Belair steps in and says, look, I have no problem with either one of you, but I was close to pinning Shayna Baszler. I'm going to be the one going after that title. So take a number. We'll see how that resolves itself. I don't re- Look, man, that's great and everything. I, can we just fa- can we hit the fast forward button and get to Io Shirai going after that title for reals? Come on now. Let's just get there. That's going to be a killer takeover match. Io Shirai versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, after that, we had uh, Umberto Carrillo and making his TV debut, Stacy Irvin Jr. versus the Street Profits. Uh, this was a lot of fun. We got to see Stacy Irvin Jr. Is it Jr.? Or are they just call him? I thought it was Stacy Irvin Jr. Larson's notes here just says Stacy Irvin. Uh, I was lucky enough when uh, they sent me to the Performance Center, again by myself, uh, and uh, for the 2K stuff, for the interview stuff. And uh, I got to see Cassius Ono versus Stacy Irvin uh, in, in Stacy Irvin's very first actual match. They, they, they did that for us YouTubers and media personality types. Uh, and it was terrific. It was a lot of fun. That dude can sell really, really good. Um, his look right now is straight out of NXT, like 2011, though, or 2012 or whatever, when it first got started. Uh, he's got like some really flashy pants, zero character whatsoever to, to note. So he's going to be, uh, look, he's, he's, he's a terrific young wrestler who's got a long way to go, I think. Uh, but I love that they're giving him time on TV. He is actually a lot of fun to watch in the ring just by virtue of his sheer athleticism. Um, I predict in, in five years he could be something special. Uh, it might take a little while, though. But he is, he, he's got the ingredients, I think. Umberto Carrillo, obviously, is, is terrific. I love that we're getting so much of him these days on NXT, on 205 Live. Uh, I say just keep on, keep on putting him everywhere you possibly can. This kid, he's got so much. Uh, he's, I know he's, I have no idea how old he is. He's probably super young, but he's probably been wrestling for 10 years. I know he was Ultimo Ninja in the Lucha Libre uh, world. Um, so he's probably been doing it since he's like 13 or whatever. Um, and it shows he's just, he's great. In the ring, it was a lot of fun. I would love to see just like a singles matchup between him and like Montez Ford because they can both do a lot of really fun, cool things in the ring. Um, so yeah, it was a, a tag team match. Uh, it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Cassius Ono came down, claimed that he's leaving NXT. Man, he was really running down uh, full sale. Did this match even have a... Did that match have a finish? I didn't even... I, I, I watched it. But I don't know if he just came out and interrupted the match. Maybe. In any event, Cassius Ono comes down. Says he's leaving NXT. He says he's so tired of full sale. Tired of the crowds. Tired of them thinking they know everything. Basically calling full sale a bunch of smarks. That's kind of rude. But he said he's leaving NXT. He's tired of it. He's been here for two years. 
said it's crap. And then Keith Lee comes down, just decks him with an elbow. And then Keith Lee uh, cuts a promo, and he says, uh, oh, yeah, they did win. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's right. This happened first. So those guys come to, yeah, Cash Sono does his thing. And then, uh, that's right. Okay, that makes sense. And then, uh, yeah, so Keith Lee comes out. He has a promo. He says, let's keep this show going. And then Street Profits come down. Cash Zono's laying there. And uh, Montez Ford, during their entrance, gets down next to Cash Zono and starts, starts having like a, like a sort of a seizure type thing. Um, so that was funny. They get in. They have a match. Uh, fun match. Street Profits won. Oh, that's right. The Super Blockbuster. Oh, man, that was killer. Woo. There was one bit where uh, Angelo Dawkins has a takedown on um, Stacey Irvin. And Irvin sells it. Man, it looked like he got killed with his bump. He just went super fast to the ground. And then the ref, like, uh, jumped in and, like, waved off either Dawkins or Ford or whoever. I think it was Dawkins. And checked on him, and everything was fine. And then Montez Ford came over and said, get away. So uh, so that was a lot of fun. So they win with a super blockbuster. Uh, Street Profits uh, delivered a pretty decent promo. They said, hey, you know what? Our time here in NXT, it's been like a roller coaster. There have been ups and there have been downs. But all roller, but like all roller coasters, it's been a lot of fun. They call out the War Raiders because they finally want a title shot. Uh, instead, the European Union, uh, Marcel Bartel and uh, Fabian Eichner come down. Uh, they get in their faces. Then uh, uh, Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch, they come down. They get in everybody's faces. Then the War Raiders come down to the ramp with their titles. They've got microphones. They tell everybody there, noticeably absent, by the way, Forgotten Sons. That was a bummer. And the Metro Brothers. Want to see more of them. They need to be on TV more than once a year. Uh, But yeah, uh, War Raiders come down. They say, all right, if you guys want a piece of us, Bring the fight. They start heading to the ring. Undisputed Era attack from behind. Uh, and then it, it's just a big scrum. War Raiders lay out everybody. So there's your, there are your, that's your tag team division right there. Minus, where's the Forgotten Sons? Come on now. Probably not going to see them in tag title contended for a little while. After that, we had Tanera Conti versus Aaliyah. At some point, uh, is she going to be like the longest? Who is the longest reigning member, roster member of NXT? When Triple H talks about people being in NXT for an entire career, like until they retire, is he referring specifically to Aaliyah? In the event, uh, Tanera Conti uh, versus Aaliyah. Match was what it was. At some point, uh, Vanessa Bourne came to ringside. I did not know her uh, nickname was The Vision. I always forget that because she's not really on TV that often. But she shows up, and you only see her sort of from behind. I didn't really notice. like, And it was like a long shot. I don't really notice who it was. But then all of a sudden, like, Mauro or Nigel yells, Oh, The Vision is at ringside. And all I can think of is the Avengers character. In any event, eventually they say, Oh, yeah, it's Vanessa Bourne. Uh, she helps Tanera Conti. No, sorry. She helps Aaliyah by grabbing Tanera's Tanera Conti's leg uh, as she goes to the top rope. Uh, Aaliyah then is able to take advantage, tosses Conti off the top rope, gets her 
kind of awkward looking finish submission move off. It is a little kind of messy. It looks kind of messy. Uh, and then uh, Tenera Conti taps out. Uh, as uh, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne are celebrating in the ring, Shayna Baszler comes to the ring. She's terrifying. She's got a head full of steam. She comes to the ring. So Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne run away. They try to get up the ramp, but they get jumped by Jessamine Duke and Marina Shafir. Uh, they go in there. Uh, they do like sort of their like Shafir picks up Vanessa Bourne. No, Aaliyah, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense. Or Vanessa Bourne. I don't know. One of them into like sort of like a torture rack position flips her over and then Jessamine Duke hits her with a big leg kick thing. And then Shayna lays out Tanera Conti. Then Shayna Baszler cuts a quick promo says, uh, we're scary. You should be scared of us. After that, we had a Velveteen dream video package uh, where he was just doing what you, you guys know exactly what this is. It's Velveteen dream. Lots of like purple smoke happening. Highlights him speaking in sort of riddles kind of the angie's list you know and trust is now angie and we're so much more than just a list we still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly we can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish so remember angie's list is now angie and we're here to get your job done right Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app. Or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. I think he said the word pressure a couple times. Velveteen Dream. And then we had our main event. Ricochet versus Adam Cole. I was surprised. I figured they'd give this like 25 minutes. They gave it like 15. Uh, heck of a match, though. Adam Cole was focusing on, for the majority of this match, Ricochet's knee. He had it wrapped around the pole. Uh, oh yeah, at one point, uh, Cole kicked Ricochet up top rope, who got his, uh, who then had his leg caught in the rope. Uh, Cole just starts working that over. Uh, Ricochet is ev- eventually able to power through, though. Uh, hits a one-legged senton on Adam Cole's legs. That looked brutal. Uh, and then Ricochet picks up the win with Vertigo. Um, and a clean win, yeah, for Ricochet. I, I didn't know how this was going to go. I kind of figured that it would be a scrub finish. But uh, I don't know. I do think that this is going to eventually, I don't know, maybe maybe Ricochet is going to get called up. I don't know. I don't know they're going to figure out this title situation. I don't know. Um, Anyways, Undisputed Era hits the ring. They attack Ricochet. Uh, Aleister Black uh, hits the ring. He he gets hit with an end of heartache from Roderick Strong. Undisputed Era stands tall at the end of this episode of NXT. I uh, thought it was pretty solid. That was a pretty solid episode. Moving on. NXT UK. 
tapings from Phoenix opened up with Tony Storm dropping a promo. Again, she just sort of seemed she seems kind of like a shy like she seems a bit shy in the first place. But she seemed kind of sheepish. I don't know. I think they were just tired. Probably jet lag or something. Anyway, she cuts a promo. Babyface promo basically saying, you know, I won the Mae Young Classic. Thought that was awesome. Thought that was good enough. Then I got a title shot. Then I won that. So I'm on top of the world. Rhea Ripley comes down. Uh, she says, uh, I want that. I want my rematch. So I think they announced like two weeks from now. Next week. Next week or two weeks from now. We're getting Rhea Ripley versus uh, Tony Storm. They brawl. Rhea Ripley leaves. After that, we had probably match of... No, never mind. There was two really good matches in this. Noam Dar versus Jordan Devlin. Uh, another terrific match. They didn't hold on. Yeah, that was like the only promo. So, like, the three matches they did have were pretty long. They were like 20 minutes each. Um, really fun match, uh, which kind of, I guess, was marred a little bit by Travis Banks in the end. Because uh, it was a really, really good match. Travis Banks come down, though. Uh, and sort of just gets involved. Devlin kicks Travis Banks off the apron, but then Noam Dar gets the roll up on Jordan Devlin for the win. Uh, and then immediately uh, starts undoing his boot because I think, was that this match or was that the other match? Maybe it was this match. I don't know which one it was. In any event, Jordan Devlin laid out Noam Dar. We got two really killer Noam Dar matches. Anyways, uh, Jordan Devlin... Lays out Noam Dar after the bell. Banks pulls him outside the ring. They brawl up the ramp. Good feud, which will continue hopefully to the next, whatever their next takeover is. After that, we had uh, Ginny versus NXT's Mia Yim. <clears throat> Another really, really good match. Ginny ended up picking up the win, uh, but it was a dirty win. She had her feet on the ropes. Um, I like how they did this one. It didn't make sense on Raw. Was it Raw? When Finn Balor had his feet on the ropes and the ref was right there staring at it. The way they did this one, ref was on the other side of the pin. And so Jenny was able to very sneakily get her feet up on the ropes. It actually made sense this time. Uh, yeah. Wolfgang versus Pete Dunn. Killer match. Larson must have been really into this because there's one line here in the notes. Dunn catches the howling into an arm bar with broken fingers. It was a really, really good match, though. It was a killer match. And I love that Gallus theme song. Yeah. I mean, the matches were really good. I just expect a lot of the little, like, and NXT UK, it's, it's, a lot of it just has to do with, like, the little things that make it so distinctive. It, they, they film things in a very specific way, NXT UK, with all, like, the weird focus stuff. And they'll like do interviews in just the most random places. Uh, and you just lose all of that when they're not in the UK, when they're not doing a proper NXT UK taping. And, it, you know, it, you know, so I don't know. It's kind of underwhelming, but the matches were really good. I think also the Phoenix crowd was just kind of lame. I think the, the crowd for NXT UK for that taping, I don't know. I don't know what the deal was. Maybe they were just tired. I don't know. I know it's a long weekend. Kind of a lame crowd, though, to be honest with you. Killer 205 Live started with a Lucha House Party promo. I really like these guys. Uh, they uh, decided because their duet with Elias uh, didn't happen. 
they decided to go ahead and let uh, Grand Metalik sing because that's what he wants to do. He wants to sing. So they, uh, they, they tried to let him do that, but he was interrupted by Jack Gallagher and Drew Gulak because Gallagher and Lince Dorado had a match. Uh, and it was tons of fun. Um, I like when you get sort of a contrast of styles here. Jack Gallagher, a bit more of a brawler, submission, ground-based guy. Lince Dorado, obviously, fun lucha guy. Uh, <laughs> Jack Gallagher... He picked up a win, which must have been his first win in a little while because, man, he was celebrating like he won the lottery. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Drew Gulak was on commentary. Uh, Jack Gallagher got a roll through on a Frankensteiner for the win, and uh, he goes over to Drew Gulak, and they start hugging. And Jack Gallagher, he doesn't have a mic on, but you just see him say, oh, it feels so good to be a winner for once. And then Drew Gulak kissed him on the cheek. It was actually very kind of a – I'm not – I'm not, maybe it was, maybe it was Brian Kendrick that was sort of dragging this, this group down, but I kind of like these guys. I think they're great. Uh, Jack Gallagher. Uh, so after that, uh, Umberto Carrillo was coming out of the locker room and, uh, I think it was Kayla, uh, was trying to enter try to interview him. She said, uh, so obviously you're a luchador, but Gallagher and Gulak, two guys. Well, that was the point that they were making in that match. Drew, Drew Gulak said, Hey, Umberto, you don't need the high-flying stuff to win. We just proved it, beating a luchador. And so she asked him, hey, how do you feel about Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher trying to recruit you? And uh, it, this kid's got all sorts of charisma, all sorts of charisma. Uh, and, uh, and he said, you know, they're two of the best wrestlers on 205 Live. I at least have to hear them out. So that continues his story with uh, his him being recruited. I thought it was I thought it was a cool little bit. After that we had an Arya Davari promo. Very nicely done. He was maybe in like a warehouse somewhere. I don't know where he was, but he was standing next to a window. He had on a denim but see this is again I'm bummed out that Larson's not here because I could ask him about this promo. Because he had a, a beanie on, a gold chain, and a denim vest with no shirt on underneath. And uh, he threw some shade at Enzo, said, what do I have to do here on 205 Live? Look at how they've used me since I've been here. They had me as a sidekick to a wannabe wrestler. Ouch. And then they had, uh, they had me as a, as a manager for, uh, for Hideo Itami. He said, I've already got the money. I've already got something else, the glory. I don't know. I forget what he said. But it was a good little promo. I hope they push this guy. I think he's good. Uh, and this does, it, this feels like it might be kind of a Mustafa Ali type thing where he just, he got it, grabbed a camera guy and he said, hey, let's go do something that, that's kind of cool that adds something as opposed to just some cheesy back room or back locker room type thing. Um, but it looked good. I thought it was well done. After that, we did have just a regular promo from uh, the Canellises, uh, Mike and Maria, uh, talking about they've been around for a very long time. They want opportunities. Losing one match or two matches isn't a big deal as long as you win the match. That's what they said. So hopefully they'll win. I like them. I just, you know, man, talk about buried. Woo, woo, boy. Let's get a story with these guys. Then we had no disqualification match. No MDAR. 
Tony Nese might be, might be. Although the Kofi Kingston thing on SmackDown was so great. This might, I mean, in terms of, of, of this batch of episodes, match of the match of the week, man. No Dar, Tony Nese. Oh my gosh. These guys just went at it. It was one of those matches that literally was just, it, it kind of hurt to watch. There was so much going on. Uh, they did a spot early on where Noam Dar put Tony Nese's hand in through the turnbuckle. I think Randy Orton did this to like Jeff Hardy before or something like that. I forget who it was. Put his hand, maybe it was Pete Dunne, I don't know. Put his hand in the, and he started like bending the hand back. That was great. Tony Nese got backdropped onto a pile of chairs. They, they brought out everything for this. Uh, Noam Dar working over Tony Nese's left leg. Uh, Tony Nese hits a pump handle driver onto a chair. Noam Dar puts on the Fujiwara arm bar with a chair. That was good. There was a great tweet from Noam Dar too. He said, you can take the guy, you can take a guy out of ICW dot, dot, dot. ICW, ICW, of course, known for brutal matches. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Noam Dar has Tony Nese in an arm bar at ringside. Tony Nese. Uh, powers him up, power bombs him through an announce table. Uh, Tony Nice breaks up an ankle lock with a steel chair. Oh, that's right. He was sort of off the apron, reached down, grabbed a chair, broke up an ankle lock. Both these guys is working over each other's ankles left and right. Uh, Tony Nice hits Dar in the kneecap with a chair, which looked flush. I know they're professionals. It was, you know, probably not, but man, it looked really great. And then Tony Nice hits running knees. Through barricade, they br- man, this barricade shattered. I have never seen a barricade spot like this before, where the padding on the barricade came off, and so Tony Nice and Noam Dar were just laying there in just metal, just metal barricade. That looked brutal. Noam Dar was out. Tony Nice rolls him back into the ring, gets the win. Wow. Killer match, man. Just a brutal match. That crowd was into it also. So that was awesome. After that, we had a Cruiserweight title contract signing. This was backstage. Uh, Buddy Murphy and Akira Tozawa, Drake Maverick were all there. They had the table contract out. Buddy Murphy going over his credentials, saying last time it was a fatal four-way. All the best of 205 Live. None of them could stop me. What makes you think you can stop me? Akira Tozawa says, you think you're unstoppable. So did the king of the Cruiserweights, Neville. And I beat him and I took his title from him. I'm going to do the same thing to you. And then he did a big old smile and said, I'll see you on Sunday. So... Killer episode. I thought 205 Live was terrific this week. I watched it Tuesday night. And, uh, oh boy, it was good. It was really good stuff. Credit to Larson, to Wilhelm for the notes. Much appreciated. I will now open the floor to questions. First up, some super chats. Tyler Riot, our NASCAR expert. Can't do the stream today. Ant just passed. My condolences to Tyler Riot. That sucks. Sorry to hear that. 
Uh, <laughs> Ryan Lambert, speculation. Larson had too much Valentine's Day sex and is in recovery. I hope that's the case. Why he would then lie to me and say he had explosive asshole on Valentine's Day, I don't know. I think we're close enough that he could text me and say, hey, Steve, smash too much on V-Day. Couldn't make it in. I think we're close enough that he'd be able to tell me that, but maybe not. I don't know. I've never received a smash text from Larson. Joe Juarez says, happy Singles Appreciation Day, y'all. I don't have that problem. I have a lovely wife. But to all you out there, all you single people out there, treat yourself. Treat yourself. Be it some sort of uh, massage at a massage parlor, a nice meal at Denny's, buy yourself something, a good magazine or a book, a CD. (laughs) Jeffrey Nguyen, oh no. Oh, no, Jeffrey Nguyen broke up with my girlfriend yesterday. Happy Valentine's Day, friendos. Jeffrey, you couldn't have waited a week? Oh, man. Now your ex, she's always going to think of Valentine's Day is when Jeffrey Nguyen broke up with her. Well, my heart goes out to you. Hopefully you're okay. If I recall correctly, you're a young guy. Uh, Just give it time. You know, if you're dumped or if you're doing the dumping as a guy who has been dumped plenty of times in his younger days and has done some amount of breaking up in his younger days, it's tough either way. Nobody, nobody wants to be an asshole. Breaking somebody's heart is a difficult thing. It's not easy. And of course, being on the receiving end is tough as well. The ideal situation is if you want out of a relationship and then they end up breaking up with you, that's the best. Anyways, uh, let's see here. Astros J5. I find it funny that Ric Flair told Meltzer he waited till after Vince put Charlotte in the main event before he is announcing he's at StarCast. The pettiness, hey, that won't change. That won't stop Vince McMahon from changing his mind. But I honestly don't think Vince McMahon cares if Ric Flair is going to be at Starcast. I don't think he cares. I think it's great, though. I think it's fantastic. For all those coming in late, asking where Larson is, called in sick, explosive butthole, or smash too much. I don't know. Uh, Charles Ford, Steve, check out time team season nine, episode four. It explores the priory. Charles Ford, Charles Ford knows all about Rosada. When I was a kid, I lived on an air force base called chick sands, the same air force base that good friend O Charles Ford here lived on when he was a kid around the same time. I did not know Charles. I didn't know this until decades later when he showed up for the Joey Ryan, uh, Leva Bates, Adam AMH title match and he introduced himself. He said, Hey, I lived at Chick's hands too. I know all about the Priory. It was a haunted Priory. It was haunted by a ghost named Rosada. 
apparently something called Time Team that explores that. Fascinating. Soul FGC just got in and oh no, did Larson Hunter get our Larson? Maybe, maybe there's a Larson Hunter texting me. Gonna have to do this solo forever now, everybody. Donut Odinson. Happy Valentine Day, friendos. Too sweet. Sammy Garcia. Let's start a GoFundMe for The Undertaker to come onto the show. Steve, how would you have Taker say the intro? Very simple. Very simple. Hey, friendos. This is The Undertaker. And I'll put you down like a dog. If you don't tune in to going in raw, Michelle, I'd have him add the Michelle at the end. Look, man, if I'm paying, how much was it? $25,000 for an hour for the undertaker. I'd get my money's worth, man. Come up with a script and everything. Let's see here. I'm going to move over to discord. See what they're talking about over there. You can have access to the Discord for $1 a month. Actually, it's just $1, and then you're in. Let's see here. Where is the Discord? Gee, Willikers. Here we go. Cody Miles says, open the phone lines. I need to figure out how to do that, man. I need to figure out how to open up phone lines so I can do If Larson's not here, I just do a call-in show. Caller, you're on. How? Tell us your thoughts today, caller. Hi, Steve. Like the show. Think you're great. Okay, what's your question? Get to your question, please. Okay, uh, can you fantasy book uh, Adam Cole going to main roster? No. Next caller. Hey, Steve. Can you fantasy book top notch going to main roster? No. Big Money GM here in Discord says, I saw Top Notch at the house show loop this past weekend, and he got a huge pop in his home state and wrestled again and wrestled face against Cassius Ono. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this 
when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, let's see here. Uh, RJ Meltzer, how much does it suck to do it by yourself? I mean, there are worse things in life, but it's not nearly as fun. Uh, Alex C, should Tozawa superkick Murphy with Murphy's own foot? (laughs) Yes, he should. That was a great spot during that match. Obi-Wan Jabroni, nothing sounds sadder than saying a nice meal at Denny's. That was a joke. No, it wasn't. Was it a joke? I don't know. I don't think it was a joke. Denny's is great. Look, man, y'all can shit on Denny's all you want. I think it's great. They have everything there, man. They have everything. <laughs> Alex C. agrees. That impression of fan calls was spot on. Be like, Matt Chat. Hey, Steve. Can you fantasy book? No. I got a fantasy book. Uh, let's see. I'm going to head over to the Patreon now. There's questions on the Patreon as well. Although, I've got 45 minutes in. I literally could just stop it now. But I'm not going to. I'm going to keep on going. It might be a two-hour podcast today. I still have to do a post-show, too. Uh, Anti-Homilanian. Will Dominic Dijakovic lose his first or last name in the main roster? Oh, we got a new patron, too. Craig Mullings. Hopefully you're watching, Craig. Appreciate that. Showing some support here for Solo Steve at the helm. Yeah, I mentioned that at the head of the show, Auntie. Well, Dominic Dijakovic loses first or last name. They're, they're dropping that last name. That's a given. That's a guarantee. That is a guarantee, man. Wolfpack for life. No idea if this link will even work, but thoughts. That sounds like it, you're just sending me a virus, man. Somebody hacked Wolfpack for life. I'm not opening that up. To do a preview? Doesn't even do a preview. Uh, let's see here. Eric Blaha, the base hit king. Hey, friendos, who's going to be the biggest, the bigger competition for the established brand? XFL or AEW? So if is XFL going to be bigger competition? <laughs> no, no, XFL will be no competition for the NFL. Zero. All Elite has already proven itself to be competitive in this fact. Wrestlers are now getting paid more by WWE. Wrestlers are now being asked to sign extensions by WWE. WWE has had to, and granted, they have plenty of money, so I don't think it's a problem for them. They have been able... Or they have been all elite has has been uh, has been able to force WWE to spend more money. I guarantee you, nobody, nobody playing for the NFL, playing for the XFL is doing so, even though they could be playing in the NFL. That doesn't exist. There is nobody at the at the highest level of XFL is still lower than the lowest level of the NFL. That's a fact. By tenfold. By a hundredfold. That's a fact. 
So AEW is definitely bigger competition relative to what XFL is to NFL. I'm not going to say AEW is a competition in that they could potentially put WWE out of business. That will never happen. That won't happen. Not in my lifetime, not in yours. But they have competitive salaries, and that's kind of, that's, that I, could, I consider that competitive. Uh, let's see here. Samuel Deveson, early picks for Money in the Bank. Uh, he says he hopes it's Kofi and Ember if she's back by then. I would love to see, love to see the New Day have that Money in the Bank briefcase. 100%. I think Ember Moon is terrific as well. I think those are two good picks. Do I see them happening? I think it's too early to tell. I can see Miz having money in the bank. Cashing in on Daniel Bryan, maybe. Yeah. I can see Braun Strowman, then putting it back on him. Well, that'd be a bad idea. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Greg Morris. What would you rather see? Becky versus Seth to see who's the man or Candace versus Champa for basically Gargano's figurative soul. So for custody, best friend versus husband, Candace versus Champa. I want to see that. Be honest with you. Candace versus where the hell is Candace LeRae? Where is she? We saw Tanera Conti, Vanessa Bourne, and Aaliyah last night on NXT. Why? When Candice LeRae is sitting on the sidelines, why are we getting them and not Candice LeRae? Why? Tell me why. At least then it would have been interesting for Shayna Baszler to try to run off Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae ain't running nowhere. She ain't running from anybody. I would love to see that, Candace versus Ciampa. Yeah, give me that takeover main event. Candace wins NXT championship. Why not? Uh, excellence of flexicution. Adam Cole said Undisputed Era will have all the gold NXT has to offer. So which woman joins them and wins the women's title? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say this. How about Bianca Belair? Makes sense. Instead of saying undefeated, which technically she's not. And I really wish you sure I would have said that last night when Bianca Belair said. And I know she had that interview. She said it's state of mind. She said, I'm undefeated. You sure I should have looked at Kyrie Sane in the interview and was like, she's not undefeated, though. You literally lost. Bianca Belair, undisputed. There you go. Works perfect. Uh, let's see here. Ashgrove, what do you guys think, or what would you think about Harper joining Daniel Bryan and Bryan, Harper, and Rowan having a six-man tag match against New Day for the WWE title at Mania? I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. You know why? Because it's different. It's something different. I'd love it. I'd love it. It's inventive. It's creative. Do it. Change it. Matt Sargent. This is more of a, a, a Larson question. What food do you think they'd serve on a bouge cruise? 
That is, if Eric Bugenhagen had a cruise, what food would they serve on the cruise? I feel like Larson would have a really good answer for that. Um, well, he's very active. Like he, so you can't have anything too heavy. What's a, what's a very metal food? I don't know. I don't know about that. Let's see here. Uh, Stevie Bradley. Power rank Larson subs for the next time he has an explosive asshole. Well, it would be uh, Karen, but she already defected to the Married Marks podcast. She, she already did her All Elite Wrestling switcheroo. She defected. Although I think she's here in the chat serving as moderator. Apparently she's above podcast brand. And she says jalapeno poppers. There's some good answers here. No, Big E never. Kelly 88 asked, did Big E ever answer the question about the sausage? No, but we had lots and lots of people saying, hey, I, I, I work at... Uh, I work, it's not lies and it's not fake news. I work at uh, a deli. I work at uh, a butcher. I work at a Publix. I wait, Publix. I work at a Costco. And that, that was real. That was real meat. She says she's homesick today. Karen could have Skyped her in. Everybody's sick. Apparently, man, man, oh man. Let's see here. Going back to the super chats, Jason Camacho. No Larson, so new segment, Sexy Time with Steve here. Nobody wants to see that. Jeffrey Nguyen. Do Vince, the heartbroken Jeffrey Nguyen, do Vince coming up with an idea to change it to Dijak like it's an original thought. Uh, that name, Dominic, I can't even pronounce it. Uh, how about this? Uh, how about this? Dijak, instead of Dijak. I like the die part. Yeah. But you can't just have him called. You can't just have him be called Donovan Die. Die. How about Jack? Donovan Die. Jack. And then you change his first name too. How about something simple like Chris? Well, that's just his real name, Vince. That's why I'm a genius. Uh, let's see here. The cult of false realities. Uh, if NXT made a women's dusty classic, who should it be named after who should be in it and who would win it? Well, Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane would win it. That's a, that's a no brainer. Obviously you'd have the MMA horse women, Marina Shafir, Jessamyn Duke, but they'd bow, bow out in the first round. Uh, Bianca Belair and a heel Candice LeRae as a tag team, perhaps. No, but Bianca's a good guy now. Uh, Bianca Belair and Mia Yim, maybe. They were kind of at odds before, but now they're kind of both faces, so maybe they can make amends. They'd make a killer tag team. I really like Mia Yim. She's great. Uh, who would they name it after? I don't know, man. Alundra Blaze, maybe? Medusa? I don't know. 
The May Young Classic Tag Edition. There's a lot. There's a lot. The Mildred Burke. How about that? I only know much about her though. Uh, let's see here. A couple more questions. Uh, the Red Baron was just watching up, up, down, down. I'm not sure if you two have done this, but have you two done the GM mode on Raw versus SmackDown 06? Uh, no, Adam Mayhem as co-host. Adam Mayhem is far, far away. He's far, far away. There you go. Karen has it. Bull Nakano. Perfect. Uh, I need to I need to educate myself more on old school women's wrestling, man. Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah, they buy out in the first round too. Uh, let's see here. Not doing that. Uh, let's see here. Ah, nope. Nope. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. All right. Any more super chats? Pretty much gonna be done. Let's see here. <laughs> the Stephanie McMahon Legacy Award. There you go. The Stephanie McMahon Classic. Oh, uh, that happened. Uh, Wayne Maker. Any mail for me yet? No, it hasn't come yet. I don't know where. I don't know where the holdup is. But no. Uh, all right. Well, that's it. That's it for the show. Larson, what did you think about today's show? He can't talk. He's sitting there. <whistles> saying nothing. Anyways, thanks everybody for tuning in. I appreciate it. Maybe, maybe we'll get Larson back for the new show tomorrow. I hope so. Uh, we're going to be doing, assuming he still doesn't have explosive asshole, Sunday, live streams, our live streaming action of, uh, what's it called? The Elimination Chamber. And then tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, noon, I'm sorry, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Yeah. Uh, we've got uh, W. Steve W. Live. Later on today, we've got the fourth episode of Fun Wrestling and W. Steve W. We put them up, we're putting them up late today because uh, the predictions episode is up for Elimination Chamber. Anyways, that's it for the show. Thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you guys later. Here's an ad for our Patreon. Be a part of Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Starting at $1 a month, you can enjoy Going In Raw ad-free, gain access to the daily 30-minute Going In Raw post-show, exclusive merchandise, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today. Click the link in the description. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly. 
which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. 